This episode is powered by Safety FM. Welcome to the Safety Consulting Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Primus. This is the podcast where I teach you the business of being a safety consultant. This week, I'm going to go over the OSHA record-keeping brand new rule that's going to be coming out. It's in the real rulemaking process. This was something that they wanted to do, OSHA wanted to do a couple years back when they changed the rule in 2016. But uh, it was uh, kind of, I guess, dumbed down of where the requirements for who needs to record injuries and illnesses kind of changed. And this is electronically recorded. So originally, OSHA wanted to do this record keeping for uh, 300, 301, 300 A summary lots. The 300 log is pretty much the log where OSHA has all the details that they need about the injury and illness. Uh, generally, just uh, who, what, when, where, how, categorize it as into the highest impact of that individual and the company. And then also, you're going to get your numbers that will populate the 308 form which is just a summary of uh, outcomes and things that have happened throughout the year based on your 300 form. And then your 301 form uh, for record keeping is basically the first notice of injury. When that happens, you kind of write that down and uh, what the plan of care was and everything. Not really plan of care as much as it is. Where did you take that individual and what was the diagnosis and all that. So it's going to be those three forms. The 300, 301, 300A forms are now going to be submitted electronically for certain people. So this episode is going to give you more of the the understanding of why this is so important and then see it as a driver for your business. So that's the idea that we're going to have. Now, as soon as we get back from our commercial break, we'll go right into it. Hello, this is Sheldon Primus, the host of Safety Consultant Podcast, and I'm going to be doing a demystifying OSHA compliance webinar. Whether you're a small business or a Fortune 500 company, OSHA is aggressively adding compliance officers to help inspect more businesses across America. You'll learn how to build OSHA compliance training, written programs, know what to look for in an inspection. You also get a good understanding of the future of OSHA. How would you comply with the new Joe Biden era agency? Book your ticket today, May 24th from 9 a.m. Eastern Time to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Go to PrimusWebinar.com and you could join this event. Welcome back to the show. I'm so grateful for you guys. And as a little reminder, if you have not subscribed to this podcast, please do. You might be here just for the first time, kicking the tires, seeing what I'm talking about. Go listen to a few of the other episodes just so you get a good idea of what the show's been about. So I would please just ask you, when you're doing that, hit the subscribe button. 
That means a lot to me. It's supporting the show. It's a good way to give back. And if you share it with a friend, that's even better. And for those of you that have uh, the opportunity to and the time on whatever uh, device, or not device, but whatever service you're listening to me on, then go ahead and give me a comment on what you you like. Uh, rate the show and give me a comment, however you feel appropriate. That's up to you. And that does really help. So what will happen is uh, once the buzz is being seen throughout the, uh, the podcasting services, then they'll start suggesting the show to more and more people who could get the use and benefits from the show. So I'd really appreciate it if you would do that. That'd help me out quite a bit. And if you have not listened to the uh, past podcasts, and you may not know, but I am getting ready to do an ocean big, uh, just a compliance the workshop, if you would. It's called Demystifying OSHA. So what I need you to do is go to primuswebinar.com, P-R-I-M-U-S, webinar, W-E. B-I-N-A-R, so PrimusWebinar.com, and you're going to get the details on demystifying OSHA. We'll talk about the future of OSHA, record keeping, which is a real big pivotal thing to OSHA right now. That's why we're talking about it today. And then we'll also talk about compliance with your written programs and your training requirements, how to understand those things, so keeping you on track with the OSHA side. All right, so let's get into the episode. So I was kind of flipping through the OSHA website, which is literally my homepage, and uh, that's maybe why I give you guys so much OSHA stuff. But honestly, uh, compliance is one of the drivers that people will use for getting consulted. So it's important for me to keep a hold of that just so I can know how to better serve clients that I already have and then how to look for clients and people in different industries. So first, I'm going to go over what this rule is was meant to be, and uh, then also uh, talk about the changes. So the OSHA record keeping is for tracking workplace injuries and illnesses. That's the records that they're going to keep, and they're asking the employers to keep. So if there's an injury or illness that happens in a workplace, the first form that needs to be filled out is the 301 form, and that is just pretty much the first notice of injury. Uh, Who got injured, what location, uh, where was the injury, where did the person go to get treated, and those are the first um, foundational information that's going into the 301 form. And then the 300 log is the big one. This is, again, going to transfer some information from the 301 to the 300, uh, but it's also going to give a pretty good uh, setup, if you would, for the 300A form, which is a summary form that you would see every year from February 1st to the end of April. So right now, as the date of this recording, it is April 25th. Those 300A forms are still up until the end of the month, and that's coming from the 300 logs. So you're going to see a portion of the 300 logs where you can start tallying things, as in how many fatalities you had for the year, how many um, 
football, basically, it's going to be everything. It's going to be fatality. It's going to say how many injuries, illnesses, and gives you a nice little um, summary, if you would, of the year prior. Yeah, so those three farms, the 301, 300A, and the 300 forms together are the three forms that are involved in this proposed rulemaking. Initially, when OSHA went into the electronic tracking of injury and illnesses, uh, it wasn't just a 300A form that has been submitted since 2016. It was actually supposed to be all three forms. But in the switching of presidencies, the U.S. presidency, when OSHA goes to a different, um, or I should say at least the country goes to a different leadership, uh, meaning the party or a two-party, major two-party system. So when OSHA went from the Democratic Party to the Republican Party in the U.S. system, uh, the 300, 301 part of this record-keeping rule just kind of like um, disappeared, if you will. So OSHA kind of redid what their requirement was at the onset of this record-keeping rule for the injury tracking application. So what OSHA's trying to do now is go back to the heart of that rule. So now that there's a new administration, OSHA says, all right, let's go on back to what we first were thinking. And this is going to require the 300, 301s, 300A forms all being submitted electronically. However, this new rule is kind of revising it a little. And this is still in the proposed rule stage. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're in the U.S., uh, you still have a chance before May 31st to go ahead on the OSHA recordkeeping site, and that's osha.gov forward slash recordkeeping. And you could actually click on now the link to comment on this proposed rule, and you would have the opportunity to say what you think on it. I've been reading the preamble a little and just kind of going through uh, some of the, the information here and OSHA's going to do their best to um, to make sure that nothing is going to be seen from the incident report, which is the 301 log or the 300 log or the 300A. Any information that is going to be where someone can say, oh, I know who this is. <laughs> I was just going to try to scrub that information and they, they have uh, electronic means of doing it automatically. Uh, but they want to keep a tally of what's happening and where, and now they know specifically the companies. So this now is giving them some sort of history of injuries and illnesses per each company. So this way now they could track and they could start seeing a few things. As the years go by, they're starting to see who's uh, submitting entries, what type of entries they are. And then also they're looking at if you forget a year, <laughs> then uh, they'll have to figure out, well, what happened? Did you not have an injury or, or something? They'll be able to see that as well. Or is it not reporting and underreporting? Uh, they'll also be able to see a few things related to your your organization, uh, just basically your, your identifying information for the organization itself. But overall, this is a driver. So let's tell you the, the new proposed change. So uh, 
they're looking at low risk areas first with the very small uh, size so first if you're a company and you in this new iteration of the change this is what they're going to be looking for establishment with 20 or more employees in a certain high hazard industries will continue to electronically submit their 300A forms once a year. So if you're 20 or more employees and you have a certain industry and some of these industries are what you would think, um, you see the just construction and uh, a few of the other ones that are really uh, high hazard manufacturing, all those type of high hazard type of industries that could have some significant consequences to the workers if they get injured because of the hazards they're exposed to. So the other thing that they're going to be looking at is for establishments with a hundred or more and if you have a hundred or more in the highest hazard industries you're then going to have to submit your 300 and your 301 forms with the 300A form. So with these three forms then that is going to uh, truly be a way for OSHA to find you. However they are scrapping one thing that was uh, a little controversial, but establishments with 250 employees or more, not in designated high hazard areas, would no longer be required for electronic record keeping. So not everybody you know, first, I have to go back. The only people that are going to have to uh, give us some injury, in, illness and injury records are those types of companies that um, that are required to. There are some exempt companies out there, uh, and there's a partial exempt list on OSHA's uh, 1904 rule, and you'll have to go to um, Appendix 8, Subpart B, and I'll show you a partial exempt list, and those are just historically lower hazard jobs. So they are already exempt from there. So now OSHA is going for the bigger companies who may not be in the certain high hazard industries as being those companies that now also uh, don't have to give their, uh, their 300 A's uh, because uh, of the new rule. So not bad. It's a, it's a give and take over there. Uh, when you do get to the high hazard industries and you kind of look for those utilities, construction, manufacturing, wholesale, uh, trade, uh, furniture stores, uh, apartment, uh, excuse me, uh, automotive parts, uh, some grocery stores, specialty food stores, those are kind of areas, transits, um, charter buses, any kind of uh, waste and gar garbage disposal and collection services, those are the type that they're thinking of uh, high hazard. So those will be involved in uh, the record keeping rule. But it is important to, to kind of keep up with it because the implication of it for you as a consultant is this. Now that you have the understanding that OSHA is going to be looking for these certain industries, uh, they may need some help with their record keeping. You could use that as a service. 
you just reach out to them and say, hey, because of OSHA's new rules, uh, then you're going to be impacted. And honestly, they have it listed in by NAICS code. You can grab that NAICS code and put it into the OSHA website and look for this uh, code by state. And now you could target people in your state. If you're national, then uh, in areas that you want to go to, go ahead and target them. Give them a, a call. Look up the LinkedIn to whoever is the person responsible and uh, try to get them that way. So there are some ways to do this, uh, but what you're going to really be looking for is how can you service this company to keep them out of hot water with record keeping. The number one way of doing that is to reduce injury and illnesses. So if they're having some high injury and illnesses, then you know it's time to, to give them a call. Another way of figuring out how to uh, contact somebody, uh, OSHA does have an actual establishment listing So from the ITA, the Injury Tracking Application. So you'll just have to go to uh, OSHA.gov and it'll be establishment hyphen specific hyphen injury hyphen and hyphen illness hyphen data. <laughs> so that's the way that they got it all broken down. But it's going to be part of the data statistics and it'll be the establishment specific injury and illness data ITA is that, um, that wording that you're looking for on the OSHA website. So when you get there, it's going to be a zip form of from 2016 all the way to 2017. And that's the actual ITA injury tracking application, the things that the workers or the employers have been putting in for those years. You could actually see the company and get a database and you could start looking at specific companies in your area that have uh, submitted their injury and illnesses. So no matter where you are, you could look at the, the names of companies I downloaded the forms in the alphabetical order, but I can actually see addresses, I see EIN numbers, uh, I see the name of the company, the industry they're in. So there's a lot of information here that you could use to glean who you specifically need to talk to because you can see from year to year to year that this company is having illnesses and injuries and they're going to need help because three years in a row to OSHA means that's going to spark an inspection. So if you could go to the older data and start seeing the trend, then that means you now have a potential client. So at that way, you just, or as you look at this, you reach out to them and say, hey, I noticed that you've been having increase of injuries and illnesses. Uh, how can I help you and, and make yourself uh, available to them? Because you now are armed with the information that says OSHA is going to increase uh, some more information for you or to say requirements for you. And now I can help you in this, this, and this area. So the conversation starter comes from the OSHA website. So truly, that's really what I want to show you. It's a short episode because it's not a, a whole bunch to get into because you're going to have to 
wait till the open comment's done and OSHA goes back and they tweak this one a little, but the skeleton of this new rule is going to be good, and they also have it available for us online, so now we could do some vetting online and see if we could get some clients this way too. So... With that, I want to thank you again for listening to the podcast. One quick reminder to subscribe again, and thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Go get them. This episode has been powered by Safety FM. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast or broadcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within the past hour are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast or broadcast may be reproduced, stored within a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast or broadcast, Sheldon Primus.